0: very auspicious. There's a full moon rising here and first of all I want to say that we're on the ancestral lands of the Araqual people of the Bonjolung Nation in a small coastal town that's currently called Byron Bay in a nation known as Australia and in a moment we'll be hearing from Minna Johansson, the Swedish general practitioner who's the director of Cochrane Sustainable Healthcare uh, which is bringing you this podcast. If you don't know what uh, Cochrane Sustainable Health Care is, don't worry, you'll, you'll know soon. But before we hear from Minna, I'm extremely pleased to introduce uh, my co host on this new podcast, and that's Dr. Fiona Godley. And Fiona is the editor in chief of the British medical journal, the BMJ, one of the oldest and most respected and most courageous medical journals on the planet. Um, we, Fiona and I, have been working together on this problem of too much medicine for a long time we're extremely excited to be bringing you a new podcast series featuring the voices of people who are actively working to wind back that harmful medical excess. So this is uh, uh, this is a great moment. And Fee, over to you. Great to see you.
1: Thanks so much, Ray. Well, it's, it's raining hard here in Cambridge, which, as people will know, is a small provincial town in the east of England um, taken over by monks, uh, in the 11th century, I would say, and subsequently becoming one of the major universities in the world. Um, but sadly, the sun is not shining on us today. But it's a great pleasure, Ray, to be with you on this podcast that you and I, as you said, have been working together a long time on this issue. And I well remember early conversations about how we could we could bring it to people's attention and, and the response from uh, academics and doctors and patients and Uh, health professionals generally around the world has been really really a a wonderful thing to see and and we do feel I feel that that you know the work that we've been doing but but the work of many people has led us um to a better place but there's lots more to do which is why it's great to be doing this podcast and um uh, particularly good to be doing it with uh Cochrane Sustainable Healthcare um and to be interviewing you Minna um really lovely to have you with us
0: Thanks, Fee, and it is lovely to have Mina with us today. But before we hear from her, I should quickly introduce myself. I'm Ray Moynihan, based at Bond University in Australia. Now, this podcast is a series of compelling conversations with people trying to make healthcare more sustainable, including those trying to wind back all the unnecessary tests and treatments and diagnoses that are causing more harm than good and are wasting resources that could be better spent addressing genuine need. The series is being co-published by the BMJ, but it's produced by Cochrane Sustainable Healthcare, and we'll hear about that soon. But first, let's meet the director, a family doctor based in Sweden, Minna Johansson.
2: I have worked as a general practitioner in a high-income country for more than a decade, and it has become absolutely clear to me that The way we practice medicine today is unsustainable for the patients I meet, for my fellow healthcare professionals, for our societies and for our planet. And the situation is really urgent. I mean, we really need to find novel and perhaps sometimes even radical approaches to tackle these issues. For example, I think we need to fundamentally reform how we think about resource use Reducing medical excess is not about saving money. It's about avoiding serious harm to real people. And we need to understand that waste of finite human, financial, and ecological resources is a harm in itself. It causes real harm to real people, to our communities, and to our planet. And what I find really thrilling about this podcast series is that it does not only describe the problems. You know, it's easy to criticize and say what we do wrong, but it's much more difficult to figure out how to do it instead. But in this podcast series, we listen to people around the world who has taken action, who has found truly novel approaches to tackle these enormous challenges we're facing, and who have done this with solidarity and passion. So it's been a true inspiration for me to listen to these voices of action. And I think this kind of inspiration is what we really need to find a way forward in these dark times.
1: Simina, some people listening may not understand what is meant by sustainable healthcare. Can you explain?
2: It's a little bit difficult, I think, because sustainability is a term that uh, is used in different ways and is understood in different ways by different people. I I think it's Health, sustain, healthcare sustainability is, is it includes environmental sustainability, but it's much broader than that. It's about treatment burden for patients. It's about patients getting the opportunity to be listened to by their doctors. It's about um, not receiving um, medical interventions that causes you more harm than good. Um, it's about reasonable. Situation for for health for clinicians uh, to be able to provide care for their patients or to 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 care for their patients. Um, it's about the societal um, how healthcare consumes a larger and larger proportion of health, of societal budgets and um, and how that. Course, resource takes resources from societal structures, which can have like schools and and um, social care, and uh, that can have enormous effect on people's wealth, he- health, and well being. And it's also about environmental sustainability, not not the least about healthcare's own carbon footprint.
1: What would you say were the main things driving this uh, unsustainable healthcare?
2: I think that's a very complex question. I mean, it's. Partly, of course, it's it's vested interest that there's huge amount of money in this, so it would be very naive to think that that's not a major uh, issue driving this. Um, but it's also other things. I mean, we we are in a culture of uh, doing more, <laughs> no matter if it's good or not. We we are in a, sort of in a culture of of action, and and that's good in many ways, but it also causes this problem that it's very difficult to to take a step back and, and do less it's counterintuitive so I think it's vested interests it's culture.
1: what about fear I mean fear of yeah. fear of missing things fear of uh, mm. failing to do things that are needed is that is that a driver in your in your view as a GP you know do you find you order tests and treatments that mm. you know may be of marginal benefit?
2: definitely uh, it's definitely a fear of missing something and it's also a bit ironic because we are so scared of missing things but we seldom think about the harm we cause when we do too much uh, it's and when when you i mean in my experience as a gp it's something that i that's kind of shocked me when i started how much harm we cause and we don't even reflect about that it's not it doesn't call guilty conscience about sort of the harm that we cause when doing too much it's only about the stuff that we miss and that's very strange uh,
1: and can you give us some examples of that harm to, at an individual patient level? Um, you know, what, what would be some 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 potent examples of that?
2: I think one of the problems is that it's very difficult to know for sure on the individual level, um, because it's when you have done in medical interventions, it's, it's often difficult to know for sure that it was not beneficial to that patient. But something that was quite interesting during the pandemic, I think, that I then everything was a lot of stuff was postponed <laughs> and i had many patients many very very clear examples of people that that uh, they they were referred for surgery of uh, arthritis in in the knee or in the hip and then the wait the extended waiting time then they became much better so they didn't need the surgery um or people with severe headache which I referred to uh, a ct scan of the head um, and then, d- due to the increased waiting time, they had become well when they, when they got the the, uh, the time appointment for the CT scan. So, so that would be, have been unnecessary. And I mean, from that C- that CT scan could have its radiation to the head, but it could also have discovered something that we didn't need to discover. And then we end up in the situation: should we? Should we treat that or not? And treatment could have many harmful consequences, uh, and sometimes even death when it's in the brain. So it's this is real. I mean, this is not something diffuse. It's not something. It's this is real harm.
1: And, and when you say it didn't need to be discovered, you mean because it wasn't going to do anything? It was just something that 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 would never cause a problem in the future. Exactly. So it could yeah. Just so learned, so right? the
2: condition could be overdiagnosed, and and I and the the challenge when communicating about this is of course that on an individual level it's always so difficult to know if if that individual has been overdiagnosed or overtreated if they have received unnecessary diagnosis and unnecessary treatment but we know from high quality evidence on populations that this is happening to a large degree so we know that many people suffer the consequences of this but the the challenge is to communicate that when it's never possible or very rarely possible to know on the individual level. But that shouldn't stop us. I mean, it's still patients we're hurting. Uh, but I think I mean, in my work as a general practitioner, I I really feel that strongly that this is a massive problem. This is one of the major challenges in our in med, in medicine today.
1: How do you have that conversation with patients then, Menna? Um, you know what? What what are the skills that you need to bring to a conversation where the patient might want something to be done, but but you sense that actually it's better left well alone?
2: Okay, so I think that question is. Firstly, I must say that I think many of my patients are uh, very open to waiting and see what happens. Many of my patients express when you start to discuss these issues and say that this is doing this test or or doing this treatment might cause harm and it's not at all certain that it will give any benefit many patients don't want it so i think it's a little bit in our understanding that patients want more and more and more and i'm not so certain that that's always the case i think in many in many cases they don't it's just that they we don't have time to sit down and have these conversations so that so that the patient understands so we understand each other uh,
0: but let's not forget how good it is when you are desperately sick and suffering, acutely ill. Um, you know, there's nothing like contemporary medicine.
1: Absolutely. But I think the point you make, Ray, is really important to make in this podcast that we're not saying medicine is not a good thing. I think no. we ought to really. Ha- I think that's so crucial. And, and I, you know, so
2: I think again when I talk about the perspective from my my work as a general practitioner, there's so much stuff that I feel is really giving value, to, is really creating value for the patients that we
0: meet. You're listening to Swedish GP, Dr. Minna Johansson, director of the new group Cochrane Sustainable Healthcare, which is part of the global Cochrane organisation, which produces trustworthy evidence in the form of accessible systematic reviews of what works and what doesn't within healthcare.
2: Cochrane is a global, non-profit, independent network who gather and summarize the best available evidence from research in order to help patients, healthcare professionals and policymakers make informed choices about health and healthcare. And Cochrane Sustainable Healthcare is an entity within Cochrane focused on tackling medical excess... And in short, the background for our work is the need of an evidence base better suited to support sustainable decisions about healthcare. And to do this, we need to collaborate across traditional boundaries to find novel approaches and methods. We need to break the silos. So we are developing this global network for collaboration on activities ranging from short-term research projects to longer-term reform initiatives. And our fundamental aim is to contribute to a more sustainable health care for our patients, for health systems, for our societies, and for the planet.
0: That was Minna Johansson talking briefly about this new podcast series called The Recovery. Thanks to Minna and Dina Muscat-Meng for production. Thanks to Duncan Jarvis at the BMJ and to the sound wizard behind the scenes who makes all this sound so smooth, Jan Mutz.